Welcome to your Money Counts podcast brought to you by Marquette Savings Bank. I'm Molly Samora. Now in today's episode, we're continuing our fraud series and we're going to be learning what a bank would never ask you. So before we start, we want to get to know our banker a little bit. Tell us, introduce yourself and let us know what is your favorite food or snack? Well, hello. My name is Lisa Lopez. I'm the Senior Vice President of Deposit Operations at Marquette Savings Bank. And my favorite food at the moment is anything with basil on it. So a margarita pizza. That that sounds sounds really good. Mm -hmm. Now, the topic for today's episode is educating everyone on how to keep your bank information safe. So Lisa, are you able to give us some examples of your personal or banking information that a bank would never ask you for? Yes, I can. Um, Anything that is personally identifiable. So you want to be really careful if you're getting a phone call randomly uh, and somebody starts asking you for information. A bank is not going to call you and ask for personal identifying information like a social security number. They're never just going to call out of the blue um, and start asking you questions such as that. Now, how important is to keep this information just to yourself? It's very important. Uh, So there's many tools out there that financial institutions and and even like the IRS, anywhere where you're setting up a user account, um, it is just really, really important that you learn to guard that information and keep it to yourself. Your passwords, don't share them with anyone, even in a situation, um, you know, with a child that you have a joint account with or a spouse. You should have your own information and don't share it with anybody. Now, you're giving us all great information on how to keep your identity safe, but what happens if you willingly give out this information to a scammer and find out it really wasn't the bank asking for these questions? Right. So that happens so many times right now. You know, the fraudsters are very, very good at knowing how to really create a sense of urgency or a sense of, you know, this is too good to be true or what's in it for you. And so you may slip up. Um, They're counting on that and give out your information. When you do, the first thing you need to do is, you know, reach out to your financial institution Um, and other places where you have private information, get your passwords changed, and then they'll coach you along what else might need to be done, depending on what else you gave out. Now, if they fall into this or they get a phone call or something like that that sounds like it could or couldn't be true, how important is it to take a step back and just think about it and not give an answer right away? Yeah, absolutely. So when somebody's calling you out of the blue, uh, and again, like we said, they're trying to create that sense of urgency and get you to act quickly, it is always a good idea to kind of push that pause button take a step back, tell them, hey, I'll call you back because you probably have your bank's phone number or, you know, some other secure means of getting in touch with them. You take control of that situation. Now, we talked about things your bank would never ask you, but there are sometimes maybe that you need to call your bank or they call you to ask certain things. Uh, What are some things that maybe a bank would call you and ask you for? So there are times uh, there's fraud monitoring that's out there. So if a bank is monitoring say, for instance, your debit card activity and they see something that's not quite right, uh, they might reach out to you. But they're going to lead with, here's some transactions we saw on your account. They're not going to say, give me your debit card number and tell me what transactions you did. Um, Other times when you're calling into the bank, there are times when they need to identify you. But you can do something like setting up a code word so that that's unique to you, and they can just ask you for that information and then carry on with the conversation. So based off what you're saying, I think it's important for our listeners to understand that your bank will go through a process of identifying you and won't just jump in and start asking to give out your bank information or any of your account information. Correct. We have a prescribed uh, policy, actually, that tells us what we have to ask because we do have to identify people calling on the phone. That's why it's really important that you use um, other tools that we give, like secure messaging through your online banking. Uh, It just makes all the difference in the world. 
Now, Lisa, I know that Marquette is offering free empowered learning sessions with various fraud topics to educate everyone on. How can people get involved or who are these classes for? The classes are for everybody uh, of all ages, really. There's nobody that's not a target of fraud lately. Uh, And there's many ways that you can take advantage of of attending a session. Uh, We do have classes held live at our new Innovation Learning Center downtown, uh, but we also hold Zoom sessions, and all of our branches have the capability of kind of signing in via Zoom. So we take care of the technology for you. It's also important to know that you can just call your branch. All the employees have had some kind of training in how to detect and prevent fraud and would be happy to have a conversation about that. Thanks, Lisa, for joining us on this episode of Banks Never Asked That. Visit Marquette's Fraud Protection Center on our website at marquettesavings.bank so you can understand the different scams that are happening. As always, make sure to subscribe to Your Money Counts podcast and write us a review. The Your Money Counts podcast is brought to you by Marquette Savings Bank, an equal housing lender, member FDIC. Mm-hmm.